What's going on? Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 210. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. And I'm Tyler. Welcome, as always. The playoffs are here. Playoffs are here. Two games in, all around at this point, uh, at the yep. point we're recording. Um, Man, it's been exciting. Even more exciting than I think we anticipated. Uh, how do you feel about it so far, first <clears throat> round? I mean, all the series are pretty much living up to the hype or expectations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. It's been crazy. <clears throat> and really balanced matchups for a first round. Normally, the first rounds, you know, maybe have one or two balanced matchups. And then, you know, most of the rest of them you can kind of just sleep on. But at this point, so many good teams had low seasons, had injuries that dropped them down. And... um it's just exciting, exciting games. Uh, where do you want to start, in the East or in the West? Let's start with the East. Okay. Uh, uh, we, we could talk about Boston first, since it's probably the least to say. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> um, Boston has destroyed the Hawks in both Twice. games. yes. Yes. Um, you know... We mentioned this on the pod before. This is just a terrible matchup for the Hawks. It's like the worst possible situation for them. Boston is just, you know, Hawks' best player is their point guard. Best two players are their point guards. Boston has the defensive player of the year from last year that plays point. Um, Atlanta has no real, you know, great wings. Boston has three, four, five great wings. Um I would say the front court is is pretty even between the teams. I would say relatively even, but when the rest of the team is so good, like Boston is, front court excels even more. It's just they're just completely outmatched. It's really, yeah. I don't even know what else to really say about it. But, but to me, like you still, like, there's a lot to take away from the Hawks. Uh huh. Like Boston, to me, I mean. You know, they're not, they're going to be playing. It's going to be easy for them until like mid next round. Right. Until they lose a game, I honestly, I'm not even sure how to, like, if they're being tested. Right. But with Atlanta, like, the offense looks horrible. It does. And this is the difference. Like, it's easy to get buckets on the play in teams during the season. Like, I told you this coming in, Boston's been ready for the playoffs. Yeah. And they came out in that first game and just put the clamps on everything Atlanta does. Yeah. it Atlanta's, I, I mean, it looks like they're adjusting to a new offense that maybe Quinn Snyder has, has input, but it's just, they just don't have enough size to run anything effective on no. uh, Boston. And yeah. and to your point, like the front courts are hypothetically even, mm-hmm. but Al Horford and Robert Williams and whoever else they kind of stick in at the four and five are mm-hmm. way more involved than Capella and Collins. Right. I mean, Col- more than just pick and roll guys. Yeah, and Collins gets a layup and he doesn't touch the ball for a quarter and a half. Yep. Or or you know he gets a good shot, doesn't touch the ball. Capella has to hunt shots. I mean, guys aren't looking for him. Like, he just sent you to the playoffs. Yeah. 
mean, Clint Capella was probably the biggest reason they dominate Miami. And you look at this these Boston games, he he barely touches the ball. Yeah. And, you know, on defense for Atlanta, they can't stay in front of the Boston guys, which really no one can. But they're giving up layup after layup after layup after and layup. And it's to the role players. Yeah. Like, bro, a Jason Tatum and Brown cook you and you throw Marcus Smart in there. Okay, like they've done that. Mm-hmm. Bro, this game too, Derek White was getting endless layups. Yeah. Like the White commentators and Brogdon also. In the, but I mean, Brogdon, I expected a little more. But Derek White living in the paint for a whole game? Yeah. I mean, even the commentators, or I don't even remember who was commentating, but they're talking like, um, you know, Derek White with another layup, Derek White living inside, Derek White with everything around the basket. I'm like, like, who are we talking about right now? Right. Like, DeJounte Murray's not taking the assignment. I mean, uh, DeAndre Hunter is supposed to be a defender. He's getting cooked by everybody. everybody. None of the bench guys are even committed to get stops. Nope. And and I guess the, the biggest thing I would say with Atlanta, the, the DeJounte and Trey combo, like, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Not right now, it doesn't. Right. And, and it at really times hasn't it can. all year. We've seen where it could here and there, and like, yeah, maybe it works. If you if you run this similar type of offense that they've ran before where you know Trey's off ball and DeJounte's more on ball, it but it's gonna fail in some part of the basketball like in some part of the game of the basketball, it's gonna fail. Like some quarter they'll have a quarter where um they shoot terribly because of you know running the two guard offense and Trey's not involved, Trey has six turnovers. Uh, Murray has four turnovers and then they have to get out of it and then they have to split them up again. And you just don't want to have to split your starters up for three out of the four quarters every night. Yeah. Which they've kind of been doing against the Celtics. And and to to me, I mean, yeah, but like in this case, I don't even blame Quinn Snyder specifically Mm -hmm. these two playoff games to me. I mean, Trey, both games comes out sloppy. Yeah. You're playing probably the best team in the conference, and you're coming out and throwing the ball away like you're getting plucked. You're trying to play through contact. You shouldn't even be trying to initiate. Another um, wild stat is when Trey isn't on the court, they average 31 more passes per possession. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, that is that is ridiculous. Yeah. But, I mean, passes – Per 100 possessions. Mm. Per 100 possessions, yeah. So it, it, it is ridiculous. Yeah. To me, and then, like, again, this second game, I'm watching it, and it's embarrassing, and it's like like the series is over. It doesn't matter that you're going back to Atlanta. Maybe you take a game, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, they probably will. They might take one game, and Celtics will just close at home just to be comfortable. Right. So. But but knowing Boston, I mean, especially with how seemingly focused they, they look, they might make mm-hmm. it quick. They might. Uh, but to me, like, I- I'm starting to understand why they're looking to move Trey Young. Because you just got DeJounte Murray. You can't give up on him. Yeah, it's it's tough because, 
you know, this was a really experimental move. I think everyone in the league felt that way. Um, I guess Trey is the guy that you would move next. And they've been trying to move Collins. They've been trying to blow up this roster for a long time. Uh, and DeJounte has done what he was told to do. He's been one of the best defenders in the league. He, he scores better than he's probably ever scored before. Yeah, uh, He's shooting yeah. better than he's ever shot before. Um, so, yeah, he probably is the guy you want to take that next step with. But I just, yeah, it's, it's frustrating, tough. man, because I, I feel like Atlanta could be better with how they are. I, I don't yeah. think it's like it's so lost that they're a guaranteed play-in team every year. I do think I they agree. could be a contender. I agree. Yeah. But like Collins is not involved and DeAndre Hunter gets ISOs. Like I just I don't and he did that with the previous two coaches. He did. I I, I don't know what the DeAndre Hunter experience oh. is. Like I don't understand what they're trying to do with that at all. It's so He's bad. the one guy to me that should be the first guy we move. I mean, Collins and Hunter is a nice package around the league to me. They're yeah. both young, um, you know, usable guys. But for Atlanta, they neither one of them are effective. And if Collins isn't dunking, he's useless out there on the court most of the time. So um, I don't know why. I mean, that should be the first thing they do this offseason is move both those guys. i tell you what, so, if Quinn Snyder's guy. looking to, to maybe salvage the series any, in any possible way, I'd start Sadiq Bay next game. Sadiq Bay should be starting anyway. I know. And it's like, yeah. it's more obvious because he shoots much worse and it takes him longer to get going coming off the bench. It does. Yeah. And, and but I mean, he and looks he's like a pretty a solid defender. Yeah. Exactly. He looks like a starter. He's, he's a much better fit spacing the floor. And he's not mm -hmm. just going to like, like take possessions to, to force shots. Right. So. It's it's been tough watching these two games, man. It has, it has. Um, you know, uh, it it isn't really a test for Boston, like you said. So, I don't know what how much they're getting out of it. They're getting a good workout. You know, they're getting their shots up, finding their rhythm for the next round. But this is over for this series. This is probably the only series that I truly think is over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is which is rough, but. And it's a two seven, not even a one eight. So, yeah, it, it's tough because, I mean, with Boston, like, yeah, they look awesome with Robert Williams playing. Mm -hmm. But again, like, there's nothing new from them. No, it's not. You know, J the first game, Jalen Brown comes out and just starts dominating immediately, and I'm like, like, this isn't surprising at all. <laughs> no, it's not. So, this has been this series has been. Even though it's lived up to the expectations, very disappointing. And it, it, even in the second game where Atlanta had a maybe two-quarter stretch where Boston looked really bad, they just don't have enough to no. – they just don't no. have enough to seal it. I mean, because they were really in the in the game in the second game. Like, they could have stolen that game, but they just ran out of gas. They just ran out of players. And, um, you know, Boston just is – eight, nine deep with guys who are probably all better than most of the hot guys. Yeah. You know, other than I mean, the best two players. You just see the the difference between how elite Boston's like defense is and how 
it wasn't the same at the play-in teams because Okongwu mm-hmm. looked like a starter in the play-in. Mm-hmm. And against Boston, he looks small. Yeah, he does. Like, he yeah. can't really contest guards, like, quick enough. He still makes mm-hmm. good plays. I don't think he's, like, a scrub. Mm-hmm. But against Boston's defense, man, it's it's been uh, tough for Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's just a terror. Even on Boston's side, like you said, defensively, it's a terrible matchup for Atlanta. So All those guys are just so long. You know, they start basically four forwards. And, you know, Hawks really don't have a forward, a real forward. Like, Boston so, could potentially match everybody on the roster up with your best player. On With the Hawks? I mean, with the Haw- and there's probably several other teams they could do that with. Yeah, maybe not uh, as many playoff teams, but I mean, a lot of teams. Yeah. just they're just so long, so big. So I mean, bro, they got yeah. Hauser. Hauser like will miss every shot, but he'll guard and get stops. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he he plays hard. They because they have so many guys, they could rotate him in, and everyone can give out their hundred and ten percent. Yeah, I mean, they got Blake sitting stretches. there ready. Always ready, yeah. Always. And Grant Williams is kind of getting benched. And obviously, we know he can come out there and perform at a high level in the playoffs. He's done it. So, Grant yeah. Williams fucked himself over with the free throws. Yeah, that that changed his whole uh, trajectory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, um, okay, let's talk about the other 2-7. Grizzlies and Lakers. Oof, this has been interesting. It has been interesting. Um, similar, uh, similar things happen with this series and the Bucks and Heat series. So we'll go to that one after this. But um, competitive. Yeah. One word to describe it, I would say competitive. Um, which we, I guess, we knew would happen, right? We knew the Lakers are the Lakers. It's LeBron is AD. We knew they would. Um, you know, be a good opponent for the Grizzlies, even though the Grizzlies are younger, scrappy. But uh, LeBron and AD came out looking pretty good both these games. But hey, AD was pretty bad yesterday. Uh, defensively, he was good, but he was missing so many good layups. He was missing a lot of good layups. They came out with a complete lack of energy in the second game. And I don't know if it's because they felt like they stole one the first game and they were cool. But the first three quarters of the second game, um, no energy from the Lakers, at least from LeBron and AD. Um, anyway, but back to the first game real quick. Uh, it was the, it was the role players that really stepped up, and I think that most people were expecting just LeBron and AD to carry them through this series. But we saw Austin Reeves and Rui be. Huge. Super, yeah, huge, huge for them, huge impact for them in the first game. And uh, how do you feel about that? Like, you think that can, you think that can last all series? No, I don't think that could last series. But I don't, I don't think they need that to be like a trend that they depend on. Right. The, the and, I mean, both of them, both of the the guys going off is insane in its own way. In the same game, you mean? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, first of all, Rui, 
they got him for Kendrick Nunn, bro. Like that Basically that nothing. irritates me so much. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. they got Basically such nothing. if they make a, a, a championship run or even a finals run, Rui's mm-hmm. gonna be an essential part of it. Yeah. And they got him for for Kendrick Nunn, which is just insane. Someone but, they but, weren't even playing. Somebody who sucks. Like mm-hmm. he's terrible. Um, but with Rui, like I'm really impressed with how he's he's clearly learning where to be. Mm-hmm. Like you see, and and it, to your point, man, he's getting playing time. Yeah, like that's all it is. He himself, after uh, the first or second game, talked about watching more film, uh, just seeing like where he's going to get the touches, where he's going to get shots, and it shows. Yeah. It shows because in game two, he was really the only one who had like a consistent performance. He was making good decisions, even shots he missed. You liked how he was being aggressive. Yeah. Which, like, again, it's really impressive how quickly he's picking up the the rotation, the chemistry. He looks great. Well, how quickly he's picking it up in the playoffs because they took so long to actually give him any freedom on the team. And yeah. when he, he first got traded, that was my biggest problem. I remember we talked about it. I was just worried that the Lakers wouldn't give him the freedom that we know he needs to be successful, and they didn't. He, I mean, um, Darvin Ham benched him a couple games. Exactly. DNPs. Yep. And he was he was getting DNPs for Mo Bamba at one point. See, and I knew that would happen with him at, at least at one point. I thought I didn't know he'd realize. All right, Rui has to play, which is nice. Because he looks fantastic. Yeah. And I knew he'd look fantastic if he got minutes. And, you know, he's just one of those guys. He plays into his role. Um, Very physical. He fits. He He's physical. He's versatile. He can fit really anywhere you put him as long as it's a consistent place. Uh, and, yeah, he's he's been their, you know, most impactful player in these two games by a long shot. Yeah. but But with Rui, like... Even though it's surprising, it's not like he's doing crazy things. He's just making no, shots. He's, he's doing the right, making shots. the right plays. Austin Reeves is an entirely different story. Why? Why do you say that? Because when was the last time a LeBron-led team had another guard take command of the offense down the stretch? Kyrie oh, Irving? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Like, maybe D-Wade before that? Oh, yeah, of course, D-Wade, but you know, Kyrie's the last time. Right. So, to me, yeah. like, the just the fact that LeBron was out there spacing, and he really wasn't, like, the essential spacing threat. Mm-hmm. He was, like, a decoy out there at one point. Yeah. And, like, they, they just kept feeding Reeves, and Reeves kept cooking. And, I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about good defensive players. Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks. Like... I- I'll I'll say this though. This is probably the first time on a LeBron team where you had to uh, pack the paint as much as you do on this team. Yeah, like because Love was the power forward on the Cavs LeBron team, and he shot threes at, at times exclusively shot threes. Yeah, and in this, Bosch with turned Anthony, into that too. Yeah, and Bosch too. And with this team, Anthony Davis is inside. Rui is inside and outside, but he's not exclusively shooting threes. 
Um, he likes a short corner shot and stuff like that. Um, Vanderbilt is always inside. So you have to really pack the paint because obviously you can't let LeBron drive. Right. Can't let AD. Most of the time you have to double AD. So I would say this may be the most freedom a guard has had to do that. Uh, just with how the roster is constructed and how they have to play. Um, but Reeves, man, I mean, he he's doing a good job. He's so so scrappy, so confident. Uh, he's fun to watch. Really yeah, and he's watch. he's a really elite pick and roll player. He is, yeah. Yep. Like he's he and he knows that too. He knows that because he never really forces like isolation possessions. He's always AD sent me one and like it, it's a guaranteed good shot. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that first game, man. I mean I was in shock. I'm sitting there like, oh, I mean, and the first game was awesome. It was so competitive, so back mm-hmm. and forth. And like, yeah. even with Jaw going down, like you, you could kind of tell that Memphis wasn't going to go away, you know, yeah. off of that. It never go away. And and Reeves just shut everything down in Memphis, which again is just insane. Yeah, I w- to your pick and roll point, I can't imagine many better teams to learn from with that you have ad you have um lebron you had westbrook you had um schroeder you have yeah. d'angelo russell you have all these guys who are all really good pick and roll players that he probably you know he probably learned so much from those guys and it's, it's showing great. man it's showing yeah. he looks i mean he's due for a payday pretty soon i'm sure Oh yeah, he's gonna. They're gonna go he, nuts for him. And he's gonna fucking get it. I can tell you now. Yeah, they're gonna go nuts for sure. Uh, yeah. So I mean, so they're split now, one one. Yeah. Jaw went out, and the Grizzlies won a game, and it looks made it look pretty easy to me, at least. And I think uh, game two, they definitively proved their contenders. Yeah, they did. Well, yeah. I know they're like they're in theory are contender because they're two seed. Uh, were they a two seed last year? I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, they were a high yeah. seed last year. They dominate throughout the season without Morant again for the second year in a row. Yeah, but last year when Morant went out in the playoffs, you could tell they are not on the same level with Golden State. Mm-hmm. Bro, and, and I talk about this all the time, even with the contenders how you fall in love with jump shots, like you're liable to get beat, you're liable to not play well. You know, uh, just things could go wrong. Yeah. Memphis loses, you know, one of the best paint scorers in the league as far as guards go. Mm -hmm. And it's still, everybody on the team is attacking the rim. Yeah, I would like to see their passing stat when Jaw's not out there as well. Because they move the ball a lot better when he's not out there. I'm not saying they are a better team, but they move the ball better. And I think everyone gets more, like you said, attacking looks when he's not out yeah. there. And I mean, it's he's a better attacker than everyone combined. So it's okay. It balances out, but yeah. you know, more guys, more looks is still nice to see. But they're, they're like as a unit, their chemistry's top tier. It is. It is. Uh, even with, with or without jaw. And it is. again, like, uh, who was the commentator, the NBA guy, uh, Jim Jackson? Jim Jackson, yeah. He was talking mm-hmm. about, I think it was second quarter, they were, like, on a couple-minute stretch where they were struggling offensively. 
And he mm-hmm. was talking about how they had uh, Kyle Anderson, I think, last year. Yeah. And how when Jaw goes out, like Kyle Anderson helped fill that backup point guard or that starting point guard. He he filled like the decision maker role. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there listening to him say it. I'm like, yo, if you feed Desmond Bain and you just run through him, the offense will be yeah. fine. Yeah. And what is what does Desmond Bain do like towards halftime? He takes over. He does. Yeah. He take it's not that he's a point guard. I'm not I'm not saying he's a point guard, but he's a high mm-hmm. IQ player. The bigs know how to play off of him and all the guards and wings again space beautifully. And and they're they're just a team that doesn't necessarily need a lot of point guard uh yeah. like a lot of point guard decision making because everyone yes. moves the ball well. Everyone kind of does the same thing where like everyone can get that same pick and roll from the wing and go into the middle and all make the same decisions. Um, so it's not, they don't need so much of a floor general, even though Tyus Jones is a fantastic floor yeah. general, but it's not so integral in how they play. Cause everyone moves the ball. Well, they make good decisions as a team. I mean, it uh, showed, it showed yesterday cause they cooked the Lakers and R- Tyus really didn't have to do anything meaningful. No, he didn't. He was just out there. Right. A lot just of times. Yeah. moving the just ball. A threat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, moving forward, the Lakers can't disrespect uh Tillman like that. I know Tillman works hard, man. Like, hard yo, you can't guy. give a hard working guy with good touch easy layups. Like you're gonna get right. cooked. Yeah, and that's happened to them to the Lakers a lot this season. Yes. Where they just they like discount the hard working guy and they yeah. yeah. They end up losing like that. Um, Because Tillman had like 20 in the second half or something crazy. He was like he was like seven of eight at one point. Yeah. And he only yeah. missed because he took at like a right before halftime, like full court shot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so does this uh, so far has does this change your prediction for the series at all? What did you have? You had Lakers in six. Memphis and six? Did I? I think I picked Memphis in seven. Memphis and seven? Okay. I don't know. I might have um, picked the Lakers. I don't even remember. Because I do I do think the Lakers are they're poised for a run. Yeah. Uh, but they're not getting out of this series easily. I think I picked I think I picked the Lakers in six, but um you know Ja missing this game is kind of a wild card. I, I believe he'll be back next game because it wasn't any, it was just a sprain or a bruise. So um wasn't any structural damage. So he'll be fine. Uh, I don't know if the Grizzlies can win without Ja again, though. Like, I, I feel like this was that one that they can get without Ja. But I think the next game, even if Ja's not 100%, I think they'll need him out there a little bit. What, I, how I do you think... feel about that? They they must win game three to me. Yeah, it is a must win. Yeah, uh, they have to. Obviously, they have to win one in L.A. Yeah, but but to me, I you got to take the the front running role in the series mm-hmm. because you don't want to be adjusting to what the Lakers are doing because then I don't think you could beat them. Yeah, I agree. And this was like a stepping stone. Whether Morant plays again, you could light him up without him. You can, yeah. But you got to do it again to prove, like, we got to check Tillman the rest of the series. 
we got to maybe mm-hmm. fucking double Bane because he just heats up and just goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, got and and they got guys who come out there. I mean, Conchar was couldn't hit a shot. Yeah. And yet he pinned Anthony Davis like point blank. Mm-hmm. Which was just wild that he even contested. Of all the guys, we talked about this uh, off air about charges. That was yeah. a situation where you get there late, you try to get under him and pray they call the shit. Right. And he, he went, went up there it. and blocked him. He was trying to get stops on other plays with LeBron. Yeah. Uh, like, I think Memphis needs to continue the momentum. Uh, and I, I think the reason why I think they may need Ja is because the Lakers' adjustments, I think if Ja comes back next game, you throw off the Lakers' adjustments from this game which I do think that they're going to try to make adjustments. Um, so I, I don't know. If they don't win the next game, they could win the second game in L.A. and then come back at home and have the home court advantage and go two in a row then. But um, I, I think I agree with you. I think next game is their biggest is the biggest game of the series. I think it's their team. best chance. Yeah. Because even if they're like trailing the whole series and you get to game seven, I, I don't think they're the favorite over LA in that situation. I agree. I agree. And some of the guys on LA, like Daniel Russell really hasn't had a good game yet. And he'll he'll get one. He's due for one. Schroeder, Schroeder hasn't really done too much. Right. Yeah. You know. So they got some guys that are due for an explosion. LeBron's gonna have one monster game, you know, that's coming. He's been he's been breaking a lot of easy shots. Yeah. Uh and Brooks be clapping like he's getting stops, but it, it's really more LeBron settling to me than than Brooks guarding him well. Brooks shouldn't have said I'll respect him when he gives me 40. He should not have yeah. said that. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're going to LA. Like if if he said that before they were going to Memphis, I I wouldn't be so worried, but Saying that right before you go to LA, not a good, not, not a, a good decision. Idea. Hey, he said yeah. he pokes bears though, so you know, more power all to right. him. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so um, interesting series there, of course. Probably one of the more exciting series. Now let's go back to the East, Bucks and the Heat. Um the Heat. I, I saw the really first good half the first... of this game. Of the second game? The second game, yeah. Which yeah. is all you needed to see. <laughs> yeah. So the Heat looked fantastic in the first game, which not too surprising. I think everyone knew that out of all the playing games, the Heat were probably the most competitive. Um, I think the Celtics and Bucks, neither of them really wanted to play the Heat if they had the choice, had the option. The Heat would probably be the last team because – they're so explosive. They have Jimmy Butler. They have Bam. They have really good defense. They have good shooters, all that stuff. We know, we know all that about the Heat. They've just been super inconsistent this year, a little bit lazy as usual during the you season. You know why that is. Right. So um, first game they came out, Greek Freak gets hurt um, relatively early, and the Heat beat the Bucks pretty easily. But the second game, the Bucks shot – like incredibly one of the all time best shooting performances by a team, like in the history of the playoffs, um, which I think we all knew they were capable of because of their depth. They have so many guys who so many three and D guys. Um, 
and they just torched the Heat, you know, pun intended. Uh, where do you think this series is going? Do you think that the Heat actually have a chance um, moving forward? Do you think they got their one and like now it's just when Greek Freak comes back, if he comes back, that um, also Tyler Hero got her. I, I forgot to mention that, but I think everyone knows that. Um, do you think the Heat actually have a chance in this series? No, I don't. You, you think it's going to be a and and I think uh, they might win one. another one. I think they. I, I think there's a okay. good chance they'll win another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's you know six games, but not close in my opinion. Not seven. No. Um. God, I'm I'm really like, dude. I defended Spolster for years. You know, there was a lot of years I defended him rightfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was questionable. Last couple of years, I defended him maybe not rightly. Yeah, oh, he he's losing me with with the the stupidity that he's displaying game in game out. Tell me more, bro. Tyler Harrow gets hurt. Don't mm-hmm. tell me Duncan Robinson's the next guy up. After there's he's no been getting way. DNPs for half. There's the season. no way you DNP'd him after giving him a hundred million dollars. Yeah, you told us he sucks. We we've yeah. been asking where is he? We knew he couldn't guard. We knew he can't dribble. We knew he's out there to just shoot. To jack, not even shoot, jack. We've asked all year, dude. JJ Redick, who's like a of of all po- and like basketball podcasts, is probably more in tune with the NBA than anybody else. Yeah, maybe other than like current players, right? Even JJ Redick, I remember the last month of the season. Where the hell is Duncan Robinson? Talking about a shooter as well. Right. Again, Another you paid him all-time great shooter. DNPs. Mm-hmm. Don't don't tell me that Tyler Harrow breaks his hand and against the best team in the conference, you you put fucking Duncan Robinson out there now. Well, what other option did he have? Victor Oladipo. <laughs> who took the game over early in the second quarter. And then yeah. never touch the ball again. That the Oladipo situation is the weirdest situation in all of the NBA, in my opinion, as far as a player goes. And you know what? You know what? It it didn't even have to be Oladipo because I'm sure some of the weirdness of the situation is on him. At least some of yeah. it. Right. Dude, Martin, Martin is like the heart and soul of the team. Mm-hmm. Martin, it it obviously doesn't matter with Martin whether he starts, whether he comes off the bench, whether he plays 10 minutes, 30 minutes. He's the same player. Yeah, he's been like that his whole career. He guards one through four very effectively. He can check like half the fives in the league. Yeah. Capable shooter, very physical. I mean, like, it's a no-brainer to me. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, we start like, what is this thing with starting two non-athletes? It is really strange. And he it comes out strange. there. And he comes out there and rightfully gets cooked. I mean, and and Miami is so ignorant that, like, Spo, did you really think Max Struess will repeat what he did in Game One? I mean, probably he, did. He probably thought that, which is just stupidity at its finest. 
Max Truce was minus 27 in this game. <laughs> I mean, like, what, that doesn't surprise me. Duncan Robinson was actually plus 10. He was the only starter that was plus. And I, I just, I watched this second quarter. And let me just mm-hmm. list to you the names of guys Brooke Lopez was getting layups on. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, we have to beg Brooke Lopez to go inside often. Normally, yeah. Kevin Love. No Victor, surprise. Victor Oladipo. Gabe Not Vincent. Not much surprise. Mm-hmm. Max Struess. And uh, who am I missing? Uh, that might be it. Those those four guys, he was repeatedly getting layups on. Maybe Lowry, I missed the layup. You know, maybe maybe Martin, I don't remember. And none of those guys should be even on him, really. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Like, okay, you're getting cooked from three. That, you know, the Bucks making 25 threes, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you, like, Bam is the only guy who could check Brooke Lopez. But yet, most yeah. of the second quarter, Kevin Love is guarding him. And this is game two you're talking about, right? Yeah. And they didn't even have Greek Freak to for Bam to like guard. Exactly. And that, that's the worst part about it. Because like normally, I would understand if Bam's on Greek Freak because he probably is the strongest, you know, only strong player to be able to stay with Greek Freak strength-wise. And, you know, someone else had to switch on to Brook Lopez, but all you have to do is keep Brooke Lopez out of the paint. Bobby Portis isn't like someone that you have to consume all of Bam's defensive prowess exactly. on. Exactly. And, and I love honestly, Bobby Portis. Th- throughout the second quarter, every shot Milwaukee took felt like they had a mismatch. It did. Yeah. I mean, Joe Ingles coming down and just jacking and gave Vincent's eye. Like, yeah, he's like six inches shorter than him. Mm hmm. You know, Oladipo guarding bigs like like Bobby and, and Brooke Lopez. Why? Mm-hmm. Bro, of all the people, again, we talked about the charge thing. Max Struess rotates on Brooke Lopez and contests trying to fucking stop him. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Kevin Love is, like, trying to contest layups and not take charges. Right. Like, bro, Spo is, is so arrogant. And it's like a it's coinciding with Jimmy Butler's lack of aggression. Yeah. That like it again, it's it's getting to Spo's head that he thinks he could just do this, do that, and it'll work out. Mm-hmm. I I honestly I think they're about to get destroyed the next several games. Uh I think that's a really good chance, especially when Giannis comes back. I, I don't think that I think it's gonna be a couple more blowouts in the series for sure. Yeah. Especially now, how well the Bucks are shooting. Of all teams, the Bucks are the team that can carry over their shooting from game to game. And like if you get them going in one game, the next game they're going to get going too because they just have so many guys that can hit threes. I mean, Crowder didn't even hit a three in this game. Javon Carter only made one. Bro, Lopez didn't hit a three in this game. And they're all their shooters are vets. Absolutely. Like, bro, Joe, Joe Ingles doesn't care where he's playing. Like, no, he even Javon Carter, who's probably the youngest guy of all their shooters. Yeah. Javon Carter's been around. He's played. He's played in multiple. Like, he's used to it. Yeah. 
and he's a big he's a big game player. The right. bigger the game he put, the better he plays. So, right. yeah, I mean, it's it, we already know Grayson, Bobby, those guys. It's just Connaughton is another one. Been around, been yeah. to the finals. So yeah, they they just they look like the more seasoned team, even though they're really not that much more seasoned. They look like the more seasoned team, and they they're just primed for takeover in this. And Chris yeah. Middleton really hasn't had a great game yet. Um, I think that's coming too. I mean, he played okay in this game. He was six he was for aggressive. sixteen. Yeah, he's sixteen points on sixteen shots. So, um, but I do like his the other parts of the game. He has seven assists in this in his last game, which I mean, everyone was hitting, but still, for him to move the ball that well, Bobby Portis had five assists. Um, they looked good, man. Yeah, the Bucks looked really, really, really good. Yeah, and and I I expected this. The problem is we never really got to see them. Like even during the season, Giannis will miss like a week at most. Yeah, you know they never had like a month. Yeah, yeah, and and, but Middleton, we knew they could succeed without him. Uh, Yeah, but we really hadn't gotten a good sample size without Giannis. And I think for them as as a unit, I think it's huge that they go into a, a playoff game where they're down in the series. And they destroy a, a pretty competitive team. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Another really, really fun series. Um, okay. I hope I'm wrong. I, if I'm wrong, it's got to be Jimmy Butler. Like, he has to just sustain some level of aggression. He won't. So, if he doesn't, <laughs> quick blowouts. He won't. I I have a good feeling he won't. But we'll see what happens. Um, let's get the 76ers and Nets series out of the way. Um, 76ers, they're good, man. And Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. I I would say that I would say this is more about Brooklyn not being good than it is about 76ers being good, at least for me. Um, because Brooklyn is staying in these games like through three quarters most of the time. And fourth mm-hmm. quarter, they just seventy sixers just beat them in the fourth quarter. Um, Brooklyn made a lot of trades this season. Obviously, Ben Simmons, they're starting whatever position he plays, is not playing. I don't even um, think he's sitting there. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I haven't yeah. seen him on the bench. I don't think he traveled with the team, and it's like two hours away. <laughs> He's done. I mean, we'll talk about he that. He didn't travel from New York to Philly. Listen, <laughs> like it's right there. Listen, he's. We we'll talk about that more in the off season, but he's done. Um, they probably lack structure, lack more structure than any team in the playoffs. Like no team lacks structure like they do. Uh, because I really don't know who plays point guard. I guess it's Dinwiddie, but it's really bad. Um, they have How many, one bro? on the roster. Yo, yo, hold up. Dinwiddie in that game one, I, I should have deep dove the stats on this, but that was probably a record for most garbage lob attempts in a single game. Yeah, it was really bad. And Claxton, yeah. bro, Claxton is a good athlete. He is. I, and I, you don't see Claxton missing a lot of lobs. He has good hands, too. I know. And Dinwiddie threw like six horrible lobs. Two of them just slammed against the backboard. 
It's like, yeah, it oh was bad. Oh my god, dude. He threw like two good ones, but the fucking, you know, the, the turnover to assist ratio is disgusting. And just to Claxton, which is makes yeah. it even worse. So, oh, yeah, they so have bad. they have one center on the whole roster. Um, they And everyone else on the team is a small forward. They don't really have an actual... I mean, I guess Seth is a shooting guard, but no one else on the team is a shooting guard. Everyone else is a small forward that plays all these other positions. So I guess you can call them wings, but if we were being really traditional, all these guys are small forwards. So... Um, and no power forward on the team. Royce O'Neal plays power forward. It's just, it's just, it's just bad, man. It, I, I don't, I don't even want to blame Jock Vaughn, uh, even though I, you could. I don't want to. It's just this roster just has no structure against a team that obviously has structure, and I don't think they could beat a team with structure in the playoffs at all, but. You know, I'm a little disappointed because I thought Brooklyn would be a little more consistent than they've been and give Philly a little more of a, you know, run for their money. But you thought, you it's thought looking they'd like, beat them. I thought they'd win one at least. But, but you thought they had a chance yeah. to, to really like expose. This is what was mind blowing to me in that argument was yeah. how you thought Brooklyn of all teams could expose Philly's problems. I still think they can, but they're just so inconsistent, man. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It, none of those guys can play good for four quarters, even their best players. Like, Bridges gives you a good half, and then the next half, yeah, you he's know, not, either. I mean, like, what do you expect? He's not. It's not Tatum and Brown we're talking about or, like, no, or no, LeBron I'm not saying, and AD. I'm not saying he has to get 40, but I'm saying at least shoot like with a good percentage in two halves. It, it can't get anyone to have a good percentage in two halves. Even Cam Johnson, who w- yeah. won't take a jump shot, he'll hit four jump shots in a row and then won't take another jump shot for the rest of the game. And I, I don't understand. I, I never understand that. Joe Harris will hit two threes in the first half, won't hit a three for the next two games. Has Joe Harris uh, made a shot in this series? I don't know. I don't think so. I got I to gotta look that up. <laughs> Seth is another one who won't give you a full game of of aggression. Listen, that, just... none of that is on Seth. That is entirely no, I... on Jack Jacques Vaughn for two second halves in a row, trusting shitty Joe Harris over him. That's true. Which is insane, too, because he puts Seth out there in the first halves, and back-to-back first halves, he's played well. Yeah, he has. And then yeah. in the second half, he, like, adjusts the rotation – I guess because Harris can is a little bigger. Like, is he really an upgrade defensively over Seth? Not really. No, not really. Just, just being just bigger on doesn't paper. get it done <laughs> on paper, as we like to say. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, I did. I did think Brooklyn had a chance, and I still do. It's just, I, I just, oh. I don't see any consistency out of them. I don't, dude. What did I tell you going in? Is they couldn't check. Embiid. The teams, no one can check Embiid, and Philly still loses games. But that's not, it's not the same thing as a series where, I mean, that game one, their inability to guard Embiid, and they're like, Mm -hmm. they're just relentless attempt to double him. 
James mm-hmm. Harden got great shots. Tobias Harris got great shots. Maxi got mm-hmm. some good shots. Bench guys came in and got good looks. Like mm-hmm. that's just off of your inability to guard and beat. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So to me, like, there's no fix. You got one center on the roster who either has to get in foul trouble or has to play soft. Mm-hmm. He can't really do both. There's no your your point guard play is just horrible. It's terrible. So you, I can't be mad so at bad. Bridges. I can't be mad at Bridges when he has to hunt good shots by himself. He does. Jack Vaughn doesn't get any of those guys open. None. Like he thinks he has a bunch of shooters to, that are supposed to score, but they can't Bro, get open. They try to play like Dallas did last year, where it was like Luca, then it's yeah. Dinwiddie, then it's Brunson. But it works mm-hmm. because those guys are high IQ players, and with Dinwiddie, it works when he's the third guy. Right, it doesn't work he can't when he's be the, the first guy. Right, right. And Maxi and, and and Melton have been eating him alive. And you know that um, Dallas plays the drive and kick kind of game, and Dinwiddie doesn't really drive that well. You know, his game is the step back, which he's fantastic at that, but he doesn't drive, he doesn't draw defense. And with Embiid out there and Claxon not being like a real offensive threat, there's no reason to even help off when you drive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile when Embiid there. drives, like the the whole lineup is helping. Yeah. Like this to me okay. is a very I'm okay similar defensively. I, I'm not expecting the uh the nets to compete defensively at all i just thought offensively they would i thought they would do better offensively against philly which they could but they're just not like i you you can see the points where oh yeah maybe if they got some of these guys open and they took more shots they could they could do better but they just don't so and like you said jagvon doesn't get anyone open dinwiddie doesn't distribute the ball well at all which isn't Obviously, no one was expecting him to, but oh, it looks we, even worse. He's so he's such a bad point guard because he's come down on so many plays with a man advantage and ha- like yeah. couldn't get a good shot. Yeah, which yeah. is like like that is egregious for a point guard. You come down three on two, five on four, and you can't get a good look. Yeah, I, I yeah. honestly, man, Seth Seth to me has played really well. And it's been very short bursts, so I could be completely wrong in saying, like, play him way more. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you play him way more, he might get exposed. He might. Uh, I would no, I would take that, what, though. Like, yeah, with what Dinwiddie's been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, Seth, go out there and let's, let's just attack. Yeah. With some court vision, some IQ, because I thought Dinwiddie had some of that, but it, it really hasn't showed. Yeah, and that and that's that's the thing. A lot of the stuff that the Nets players can do hasn't really been consistent or hasn't shown as much as it should for this level of a game. Like they're playing like it's a preseason game, some of these guys on uh on in like, Brooklyn. And even with you keep tell you keep saying that Jacques is not like completely responsible, but I think he's more responsible than any like than any of the guys not being consistent. Um, I guess I guess the reason why I say he's not responsible is because, like, I guess I was expecting him to do bad. 
So maybe That's he fair. is responsible, but he's been responsible the whole season. And they've yeah. still had some really, really good games. So, you know, he's – I don't think anything has changed with him. And um, Brooklyn has looked better with him still being bad. That's that's my problem. Yeah. Um, I, I think Brooklyn, like, if I had to pick something for them to come back in the series, the, mm-hmm. you have to be organized in how you double Embiid. Like, I agree with that. It can't sure. just be whoever's, like, closest – just runs over because you got multiple, you got three guys on him. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're, you're too late. Other times you're too early. Other times, like again, that that game won. Everybody on Philly got good shots. Yeah. Specifically off of how inept you were doubling. And part of that is they double another like really good defender. So when Embiid finds somebody, they're on an Island with like, like you, you send Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal to double Embiid, and then Seth is on an island with Maxi or or Tobias, um, or Tobias or Harden. He can't guard any of those guys, but he then he's on an island on the opposite side, on the weak side, and it's nothing he can do. He just fouls, and they yeah. it's an and one automatically. So something like that is it is always a problem with the doubling, um, and that's to what me, happens most is... of the time. This is similar to the Toronto series last year with with Philly, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. it's like the team wise, you match up fairly well, but you you have no answer whatsoever for the MVP. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it it limits it limits how well you can match up with those other guys. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I just I don't know if Brooklyn has what Toronto had last year where I don't know if it was Embiid getting tired or Toronto just seized momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if Brooklyn has that. But do I think they can win the series? Absolutely not. Oh, Brooklyn winning the series? No, yeah. definitely not. That, that's definitely over. Not. I, I, um, another thing with uh, one problem with Brooklyn that is different from Toronto, everyone on Toronto could find a shot. Like, and we've been talking about this with Brooklyn already, but like for Claxton to go zero for two, in in a game is unacceptable against Philly. Like that makes you, you just cry. Can't. Like Claxton's out yeah. there working his ass off. Like he's the only guy consistently trying to get stops, and he couldn't mm-hmm. get more than two fucking looks. Yeah, and and Toronto is a smart team. They're aggressive. They go and get free throws um, against teams like um, Philly, and you know. Brooklyn just doesn't do that. Bro, Bridges bro, gets a lot of free throws. No one else. No one else took more than three free throws in the last game. I mean, even Bridges to me doesn't get a lot. He gets a lot, you know, for the kind of player he is. You know, he's not yeah. overly yeah. aggressive, can, so yeah. he gets a lot. I think both uh, Bridges and Johnson, because <clears throat> I think they're very good players, and I yeah. think they're going to get better. Mm-hmm. Very, they settle for jumpers way too easily. I I wish Johnson took more jumpers, not threes, but his mid range is so smooth and he has a quick jumper. Um, but I I will agree that they get mismatches and still go for jump shots, and they should just drive on the on the yeah. guys. Br- Bridges especially like, and it's weird because both of them have shot contested shots like weirdly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still think they're settling way too much. They are. And this team is too has too 
too balanced of talent for them to take like like 20 shots each and no one else really have like a good a big shooting night to me yeah i agree like Cameron Johnson took 11 threes and Bridges took eight and Royce O'Neal took nine. Seth only took three. Dinwiddie only took three. Joe only took two. And it, those are the three shooters that are better shooters than obviously than Royce O'Neal. You know, and I yeah. know they're probably giving Royce O'Neal some, but you he has it. He just got to hand off and give somebody else a look. We can't have Royce O'Neal taking nine threes. The 33 is coming from three guys. It's crazy. Unless Yo, you're playing forget on the, the nine, like you know, I think he's gonna have to take a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't leave Jacques. You can't leave him on Embiid for the last like three minutes of the game. Yes, yeah, that's just disrespectful. Like I know small ball O'Neal, in the fourth quarter was sick. Sick. Like I know Sharp is not really like a proven NBA guy, but he has at least some size to bother. You know, at least to the minimal extent. He does, yeah. He's versus O'Neal uh, versus Royce, who can't stay in front of a jab. Yo, the jabs were killing me. I mean, every time Embiid caught, and when I say the jabs were killing me, I'm not talking about Melton. I'm not talking about Harden. I'm not talking about Maxi. I'm talking about Embiid's jab step was throwing uh, Royce O'Neal to the other side of the court, like he just could not. He was not prepared for any. It was a simple jab step, I know. and he does. Mb does the same jab step all the time. He never goes the way that he jabs ever. I and, know I mean, he's looking to settle season. for the little size up midi, and and O'Neal was like, "Nah, I want you to get a fucking dunk." Yeah, and he pretty much always jabs outside and goes inside. That's Embiid's, like, uh, you know, goes into the middle of the lane, jabs out, go middle, and. Royce was letting him, giving him wide open looks because he could not stay in front of the jab step. So, yeah, you're right. If he's going to have Royce out there guarding him in the fourth quarter, they're never going to win win a game. It's not it's even going to be close. It's 4-0. Yeah, 4-0 easily. Um, Jock hasn't made good good adjustments, and he's not doing a good job showcasing his coaching talent No, uh, in this in this series. I mean, isn't at least isn't the Watanabe? He's like six ten, right? He's really tall. Yeah, I don't know six ten, but he's definitely he's definitely the second tallest player on the team. Bro, he's gotten like no clock at all. He DMP in, in game two, and he's been playing a lot the whole season. Yeah, man, I, I we're really gonna have to look at Brooklyn and what Jacques Vaughn has done the last half the year. Because it's weird. It's weird AF. I really don't even want to look at it. That's how bad it is. Yeah, uh, that's true. All right, moving on. Uh, let's go Kings Warriors, and we'll do the two most competitive ones last, I guess. Um, Kings Warriors. Uh, where do we begin with this one? Woo! Kings look... Kings are on fire. They look fantastic. Um, the fourth quarter Fox is a real thing. Like it's it's legit now. It, if it wasn't, if you didn't believe it during the season, you should believe it now. He looks great. Um, and they keep giving it to him. And he just like, 
uh, I know he could do this against other teams, but against the Warriors, for him to just go one on five, like for a full quarter now is just crazy. It, lo- it looks beautiful because he scores most of it, but he has these stretches where he goes on these one man runs and they just keep feeding him and just like, go, go, Fox, go. And he just takes over. Um, yeah. And I think for most people who weren't Fox believers, like you and I have always been Fox believers. But most people, that's a surprise that he's a go-to guy for them, uh, especially in a playoff playoff series. But those guys, man, the young guys, they don't care. They don't care about the atmosphere. They don't care that what stage it is. Um, Fox is just a killer in any way, uh, any way you mean the word. So they look really, really good. Um, obviously the Draymond situation. Um, what do you want to say about that? You want to talk about that first? <clears throat> uh, cause I can yeah, say I, that, I, I for, can, you know, as we get into the preview, it. cause you know, the, the big thing is it. he's gone for the next game. Uh, we can save it. I, I'll say this. The, the Kings have been more physical than I've seen a team be in a long time. That's, and that's really the only surprise from them. They are super physical. And Sabonis is always physical. That's really the majority of Sabonis's talent as an NBA player is how physical he is. Uh, so that, that didn't surprise me. But the other guys are, Herder is physical. Monk is being physical. Um, Barnes is oh, usually a physical guy, but he's even stepped that up against the Warriors. Um, they're beating the crap out of the Warriors. As far as like on court stuff, they're they're just tearing them up. But it's been really good games. Yeah, go ahead. To be honest, I I was kind of right in the fact that similar to Atlanta, this is the worst matchup the Warriors could have got. Okay, tell me more. And you were telling me, I remember the last episode, you were kind of your faith in the Warriors especially with Wiggins back, you assume that they mm-hmm. could match the firepower. They mm-hmm. really can't, at least so far. <clears throat> well, I mean, it was a two-point game. It's not like they're getting dogged like the Celtics and no, the no, Hawks. No. I'm, not, I'm not saying like this is Philly and Brooklyn 2-0. This is, or like Boston-Atlanta 2-0. It's not the same thing. Yeah, right. But but to me, Sacramento, or you could, you could flip it and you could say Sacramento is matching the Warriors. Yeah, that that's what I would say. The, I would say Sacramento is matching the Warriors. I, but I don't think it's a bad matchup. I, I think that's why that's where I would push back because the, they're their games, they're winnable games for the Warriors. Yes. Clearly winnable I, games. I, yeah. I agree with that. Yes. Like the Warriors aren't like trash and they, they're getting swept. I mean, as far mm-hmm. as previewing goes, anything could happen moving forward. Yeah. But to me, to me, the problem is Sacramento is matching you, but they're not playing like you. Mm-hmm. Like that's the difference with with the Warriors. It's you know top tier ball movement, top tier cutting, uh, top tier chemistry, top tier transition. Just as far as getting wide open shots, Sacramento's mm-hmm. matching them by just being nuclear. Yeah, they come down and like we talked about them all year. 10 seconds, somebody's shooting the ball. 15 seconds, yeah. they're shooting it. 
I mean, and, and yep. guys come down and they know that that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like Monk comes down, he calls the pick and roll. Sometimes he doesn't even call for the pick. He just goes. He just goes, yeah. And the team, you could just feel they they space off of that. They cut off of that. Sabonis naturally goes into handoffs to get guys going downhill. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is the scary thing is they're destroying the Warriors. They're not destroying. They're beating the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And they really collectively are not shooting that great. The Kings, the Kings, yeah, yeah. Like, um, uh-huh. I, I just don't know. With Sacramento, there's so much fear moving forward. Monk could repeat what he did. I mean, you talked about with Fox how he's been dominating. Do you really see anybody slowing him down at this point? No, they're just gonna have to deal with Fox. Exactly. I mean, they're just going to have to work around that because they're not going to change that. Exactly. Huerter is liable to shoot well. I mean, you just got cooked in game one by Trey Lyles. I didn't see that coming. Credit to to your random prediction. Yeah. I mean, they got literally Barnes. Keegan Murray gets a lot of shots. Davion Mitchell gets a lot of shots. All those guys are liable to cook. All, yeah. all off of the fact that how quickly they shoot, how aggressive they are. See, and I I agree with you, but you can say the same thing about the Warriors, right? Is Steph going three for 13? Is that going to happen every game? Of course not. Wiggins, Wiggins could shoot better. Poole could shoot better. I mean, Poole hasn't, he didn't even hit a three in the last game. He was one for seven. He played like garbage. And don't get me wrong. Kings can keep defending him really well, and they'll probably still force as many turnovers. Maybe not as many as they did in this last game. I think they had eight in the first quarter. They may not force that many turnovers again, but I think, I think the Kings being able to keep playing well or play better, I, I don't think that's uh, something that the Warriors can't also do because they really haven't played. Nobody's played really good in either of these games for the Warriors. I I just, again, what did I tell you going in that you can't trust the Warriors' Splash Brothers to all play well? No, at the same time, no. And it hasn't happened two games in. Like, mm-hmm. in theory, I like what you're saying, how, yeah, Poole probably have a, a pool party at some point. Steph will mm-hmm. get 40 at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, if if both of those things don't happen, I'm not picking the Warriors to win. But these are close games. If Steph played, if Steph hit two threes in the last game, they might have won this, won the game. There were only a, dude. Steph Fox is not even shooting three. well in the fourth quarter, and he's dominated them. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like Fox is getting whatever he wants against anybody. He's not shooting well. Sabonis hasn't. Mm-hmm. He's missed a lot of shit inside that I would expect him to start making as the series goes on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. My problem is, from what I've seen, Sacramento's play style looks a lot more sustainable. And I guess the way I would put it is, like, they're allowed to make mistakes and they have an opportunity to overcome them. I I would agree with that. The and Warriors' I, I margin think, for error is so tiny. I think that the Warriors, their turnovers make it, a lot worse for them, right? Because that already puts them behind. They take less shots than the Kings do in these games. 
But I think as far as the Kings being able to play better in the Warriors against the Warriors, I just think that's the argument you can make on either side. Because the Warriors are in these games and are playing like garbage. They were, I mean, they were only a shot away from winning the first game and played terrible the whole game. Yeah. And I know the Kings like didn't play flawless. Bro, but Fox was breaking like most of his shots in the fourth quarter in that first yeah. game. Yeah, and I don't expect the Kings to play to ever play flawless, but I mean, they were making normal mistakes that they could have overcame. The Warriors were making terrible mistakes and still were a shot away from sending it to overtime. A shot away from really winning the game um before before the play before that. So I mean, it, I I think that I think that these are really really good home wins for Sacramento. I don't think that it's like I don't think that they're the matchup is as as bad as it seems, only because it's close games no. and the Warriors are playing so bad. The Hawks could play their absolute best game against the Celtics and still lose by thirty. Yes, on that no, side, I, and, I, and that's I agree. Where but I don't think this is a bad matchup for the Warriors. I think it's just, I think it it's the good matchup for the Warriors, like, I, I, like the most competitive series for the Warriors probably that they could have had, yeah. right? It's the most competitive first round. I, I just worry yeah. that like the other teams don't have the commitment to firepower. If that makes maybe Memphis actually Memphis kind of has a lot of similarities, especially without John Morant. But like Sacramento is committed to be a, a nuclear team. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, in Memphis, we saw Memphis could beat the Warriors last right. year doing that. They right. were close. Yeah. So I, and yeah. again, last year, Last year, you look at that Memphis series, and I trust trusted the Warriors down the stretch. Mm-hmm. To everything you said, yeah, the the games are pretty close, but from these mm-hmm. first two games, I've earned more clutch time trust from Sacramento, and I've lost some of it for Golden State. Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Which yeah. is, again, we're looking at the content, uh, dynasty – who is making bone to your point, just boneheaded, bad passes, bad decisions, passes. forcing, yeah. you know, forcing passes to cutters that you don't even need. Yeah. And that to me yeah. in the past, in the, the like the Warriors in the past have had series that seem closer than they were. Mm-hmm. And the margin for error always favored the Warriors, in my opinion. Yeah. But this year, Probably this is the first definitive time. To me, it favors Sacramento. It it might, yeah. I I don't I don't disagree with that. I do I do think Sacramento is a team that um, one problem the Warriors have had all year was depth, and that's a problem that Sacramento doesn't have at all. At all, <laughs> that's a strength that they have, and it's showing. So, yeah, it is showing because they're bringing in guys like Monk, like Lyles. Um, like Alex Lynn off the bench, and Warriors are afraid to really put Kaminga out there for like more than two minutes. You oh, know, Monk, um, Moody played Monk a lot. Beat you practically by himself. Yeah, and he can do that. He and, definitely can. And the Warriors, I mean, other than anybody outside of the starters, you know, pool, but he's the fifth best player at worst. He's probably the third, fourth best player. Mm-hmm. I mean the Warriors just don't have a role player. I mean, Kuminga, I thought was developing into that. 
Yeah. But they're not playing him. Right. And that's it. Like, I, none of those other guys. I mean, David Chinzo, I'm, I'm impressed when he scores more than 10. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, Moses Moody not getting any clock. Looney's not getting you a good, a big performance. Devin Chinzel's been out there and he hasn't even taken a shot in either of these games. He used to play for Sacramento too. By the way, he was probably the only guy that looked trash playing in this Sacramento play style. Now I know it's different with Mike Brown. Like it's more, Mm -hmm. it's much more structured. Yeah. At least to the player's strengths. But Mm -hmm. like there was no reason for Devin Chinzel to look trash last year. Yeah, he didn't fit in with them at all. Right. He didn't. I, I mean, it's I don't understand why he's playing so much and not taking any shots. I mean, not a single shot. He's 0 for 0. They're both swinging him the ball. It ain't like he's just hiding in the corner or he's like the screener. You know, he's participating mm-hmm. in the offense and not getting anything. He, right, yeah. Um, Moses Moody did play in this last game and he looked really good for the time being. He'll probably play more now that Draymond isn't going to play in the next game. But um, So we got to get to that before we move yeah, on. We have to get to that. So obviously Draymond is suspended for the next game. Yes. Him and Sabonis got wrapped up and uh, tied up, I guess. <laughs> and Draymond ended up stomping on him, of course. Um. I don't really know what to say, but I feel like it's everything that could be said oh, has been said. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I just think Draymond is sick. And it's <laughs> it's not – first of all, I personally think it's sick to stomp on a guy when he pulls your foot. I, mm-hmm. I, I, you you hooped, you know, a huge chunk of your life. That shit happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and granted, most of the time it happens like in a joking manner. Uh, but I've had it happen in a high school game, and the guy got called for it. Mm-hmm. And he got benched, I remember, after that. But, yeah. like, the instinct, <clears throat> at least in my opinion, the instinct is always pull the leg away. Yeah. Right? Like, at least <clears throat> I got to get to a third pull where I'm pulling with everything I got. And at that point... You know, maybe you're, you're trying to hurt me. You're you're really like pissing me off. Whatever that, maybe I lose yeah. composure and do something crazy. Yeah, bro. Like the instant he felt his foot being held, mm-hmm. your reaction is to stomp <laughs> and to like and to wind it up a little bit. I I'll tell you, I'll tell you where Draymond went wrong for me. I. Now I've had my foot pulled and stepped on a guy before. I not oh, okay. on purpose. Not on purpose, but like I mean out like of the stumble. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, like like I thought I was gonna be able to step and I couldn't, and I ended mm-hmm. up stepping on him, and that happens. Where Draymond went wrong was the like jump flutter kick he did. Yes. Off of yes. <laughs> that was the problem. Like to me, the step, the first step on him, I was like, okay. That happens sometimes. And Sabonis also kind of like turned his body into like where Draymond would have had to step forward. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But the the push off to the hop, <laughs> which looked insane, is by far the most egregious part of that that uh situation to me. And yeah, you know, Sabonis 
needed the x-rays and everything i understand he he finished the game uh he didn't even come out the game which is the other thing how often do you see the game stop for 10 minutes and guys listen not come out the game listen i'm not like sabonis is not without blame here no i know i know i i'm just saying i'm saying even though it it looks in slow motion the stomp actually looks like it has more force on it in slow motion than it did in fast motion i agree with that the violence <laughs> so looks, of it, the violence of it, like in real time replay, looks much yeah. worse than it, like it actually was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Draymond, like to me, Draymond, to me, and this, oh, this yeah. is just the beginning. Like you stomped, and uh, everything from the stomp has been wrong. Yeah, that, and then he he got even worse with the crowd thing. Yelling what at the, the refs as always, dude. I yeah. I got no problem. You bring the team in, you hype them up. Dude, he was like he was like going berserk on the crowd. I I don't know why he didn't expect to get suspended even just for that. <laughs> With Adam Silver there. Yeah, that was wild. That was Dude, wild. and then and then the post game, the, the fucking nerve to be like, yo, I, he grabbed my foot. What'd you expect? Maybe avoid his chest? What? <laughs> yeah, it he hasn't made a good decision since that yes. since that Which moment. Which is just yeah. ludicrous, right? And in Draymond, it, it question Draymond, it makes me question his motivation. Honestly, he speaks his mind all the time in that situation. Even if he what he said was true, it just wasn't the time. Like if he really wanted to avoid being suspended, he just said, "Yeah, we got wrapped up." I know it looks crazy, but it wasn't that crazy. And, you know, it is. Yes. And just it really is all he had to say and move on. But the. Bro, I honestly, I honestly would have, I would have been happier if he blatantly lied and said I wasn't trying to step on him. Yeah. And like, like and I'd to, rather, to me, I believe kind of like I didn't want this to happen like it did. Yeah. None right. of that. Yeah. We've gotten none of that. Right. Even if he didn't, even if. He meant to or didn't mean to step on him. The I didn't want it to. I didn't mean for it to do all that. Then I would have accepted that. So like it is getting carried away. Draymond, we know how he's been. All yes. obviously. So my question Where, is, where's the I'll, podcast? That's my question. Oh, I'm, maybe he'll do it. Maybe he'll do a watch party of the game since he's not playing. <laughs> he should. He should. That would that be fucking awesome. Be, that would be fun there. <laughs> I'd pay money to see that shit. To be honest, me too. Um, uh, so how do you feel about the league using his past stuff to suspend him? I think that I think that was strange. Like I, I understand him being suspended because he was acting a fool after that. But saying because of his past behavior, when you say that, you set a a different kind of precedent, right? Because there's other guys who have done some wild stuff like um, Marcus Morris has been in some scraps, has intentionally hurt guys multiple times. Actually, I, I take that back. I don't know if it was Marcus or Markeith. So let me. I mean, he had the. I'm uh, pretty sure it was Marcus. But... He had the, the uh, like, pushes Jokic and Jokic turns around and, like, injures his back, shoving him back. Now that was Markeith, right? Didn't he miss like two months from that? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Markeith. That was crazy. And Marcus, uh, remember he had the Luca thing. Elbow. Um, Dropped his elbow uh, on him like hard as hell, I remember. Yeah, and and twisted his ankle, I think. Mm -hmm. Did something to his ankle. That was the thing. Um, he's Marcus has been in fights and games all the time. Remember he uh him and cousins, he like ro he rocked Jay Sean Tate that time, and then cousins came back and rocked him. Yeah. And then yeah, that so I mean stuff like that. Are we looking at guys like that next time they make a mistake? What do you do about Grayson Allen next time he hurts somebody? Is he is he out of the league? If if Draymond gets suspended for this, and they say because of his past things, next time Grayson hurts somebody, what happens? You know what he I'm saying? He should be done. Like I honestly, right. I think it's too like they're too late with this. They should have been set this precedent. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I, I don't know if I just uh, think it's strange Pat that Bev, they do it. For Pat this. Bev got suspended for something this year, and I think there was a similar like you know Pat Bev has done shit before. Uh, so it's kind of like part of it, part of the punishment is because, you know, he is a repeat offender. Um, it was either this year or last year. He got suspended for like two or three games. He did uh, for shoving. Um, it was him and Aiton, right? Then he it was because, against the Suns. I know. Yeah, because they thought everybody was standing, talking trash to Reeves. So he just comes over there and just like fries Aiton. Yeah, yeah. And and I think he pushed that's what it was. Aiton fell like over I think Aiton stepped over Reeves. And then when Pat pushed him, he fell like over because Reeves was like yes. on the back of his leg. So he fell. And he him. got suspended for like two or three games for that. He did, yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. I don't remember exactly, but I think part of it was like he, he had done other things, you know, he has shown this behavior before, which the the CP like sucker punch. Or the sucker punch shove he gave CP that one time was just insane. It was, yeah. <clears throat> I, and I don't think he's done like that much. I think he's and much they, less I do than remember, Draymond. <laughs> yeah, he's done much less than Draymond, much less than Grayson Allen and um uh and the Morris twins. Right. And I mean, even Crowder has done some pretty rough stuff in games that were unsportsmanlike. I don't think he's gotten like suspensions, but he's had enough technicals for flagrant fouls and stuff that he got to be on the list as well. But um, yeah, I do remember them saying it was a history of unsportsmanlike things as well. Mm -hmm. um, that was I before think... the, the camera, uh, <laughs> the camera tech, right? Yeah, I think so. That's the funniest tech in the history of basketball. <laughs> that was and Pat Bev, like, but again, it's with Draymond, it's yeah. like, you know, you've seen on, on the highlight reels of his other moments. I mean, I still go back to that Steven Adams shit. Like, dude, what made you kick your leg up like that? Twice, too. <laughs> like, that was just wild. The, the yeah. LeBron thing was kind of like, you know, but again, in a similar situation, LeBron gets chippy and pushes the boundary slightly where he kind of stepped over him. You know, that, yeah. that's maybe, like, personally disrespectful. Sabonis, same thing. He, he pushes the boundary to, like, yeah, it's dirty, but it's not, like, I'm not trying to hurt you. You're not sprinting and I'm catching your foot. 
I'm preventing you from picking up speed. Well, I'll say this. Sabonis is I'm not I won't say he's he's dirty, but Sabonis is a really physical guy. Like yes. he, often he does excessive. dirty things. Yeah, often he's, excessive. he does right. LeBron isn't dirty at all. Right. So in those situations, I understand like those are a little bit different because he probably felt more of a last straw thing with Sabonis than he did with LeBron. You know, yeah. like he probably just felt like, oh, LeBron's trying to sun me. With Sabonis, he's like, all right, man, that's like the third wrestling move you tried on me today. Like, so that's, you know. But that's like, thing is, as a, he as wasn't a ready goal, to fight. As a great player, you got to manage the, like the emotions of that. You do. Yeah, you do. And Absolutely. I honestly, bro, I like this precedent that they're setting now. I hope they're consistent with it. Like, yo, if mm-hmm. Grayson Allen trips somebody again on purpose, he should be banned. He should be, yeah. I mean, if or, he does anything like what fucking Olenek did to Kevin Love, if he tries anything like that, get him out of here. I never want to see him again. Yeah. And I think he's a decent player. Like, just as a player, not looking at his history, decent player. He's, yeah. Might be in the yeah, league for ball. a good amount of time. Yeah, he, he he I mean, if Connaughton has made it this far, Grayson has five more years at least. Yes. Yeah. So he's yeah. But to me, like this is a fucking teaching moment where, yeah, if you don't control your emotions, you'll cost your team playoff games. Yeah. So either either like figure out a way to manage that and control it, or you know, you'll you'll go to a loser and get paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of which is looking that way. Right. As far as his future goes. Again, I don't want to see what, what the pro- my problem is now is I'm sure he's going to look to salvage the situation. Like I let the team down. You know, I should have thought about my actions better, but it's too late. I know this is the third or fourth time that this has happened. So it's, it's like, too late. You showed no yeah. remorse about the fact that you got ejected. For, forget the situation. Like, Forget, mm-hmm. forget the fact that you or Sabonis did something dirty. He showed no remorse for getting thrown out of the game. For the second year in a row. Which is just like, bro, you let the team down. They couldn't get stops without you. Yeah. They won't. And now we're looking at game three. Like, how can I picture the Warriors winning? The Splash Bros, all three of them go berserk? Yeah. And I mean, that, we you know, saw that like five times all year. And who's going to pass them the ball if if they are doing that? Vivincenzo. Yeah, disaster. <laughs> you know, like I just, it's tough, man. And I, my problem is, I thought Wiggins would cover up some of the depth problems, some of the defensive problems. He hasn't been aggressive. And yeah, man, it's been be, a lot of the really issues hasn't. that he had in the past. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was just gone for so long. Like, you can't expect a guy to come back and be ready for the playoffs. I have no idea why he didn't play those last two games of the season. I'll never understand that. I will never understand that. It just doesn't make sense to say, uh, it's cool. You could just play in in the playoffs against the most aggressive team in the the West. Against a team who's like... The city has been like craving the postseason. Yeah, that game one was was a like it was no doubt it was a Kings home game. By the way, yeah, credit to the fucking Sacramento because they they showed out these first two games. They did. Yeah, 
But this series yeah. is not over to me. Like, you know, if the Warriors win this next game, the the narrative momentum is completely flipped. It is. Yeah, it is. Especially if they win it without Draymond. Yeah, right. it's going to be. And obviously um, they have to. I mean, talk about must win. You're, uh, you're definitely not coming back 3-0. No, no, no. Nah. Get fucking the the goaded Golden State players from back in the day back. <laughs> yeah. It won't no be way. enough. Yeah. Um, okay. So who's who's next? Who do we have next? Let's go. Let's go Knicks. Knicks Cavs. Let's close with Knicks Cavs. With the other okay. four or five. Um fun series again. Um another super competitive series. Uh I'm not surprised by anything that's happened so far. First game, Knicks came out, looked great. Um, it looked complete. Everyone played really well. Um, moved the ball well. Randall and Brunson did what they do best. Donovan did what they what he does best, which is score. No one else on the Cavs really played great. Um, that's kind of what we predicted for the series anyway, right? Yes. Second game, however, uh, the Cavs... Other guys looked great. And Donovan finally was playing point guard in this game. I know a lot of people didn't really recognize that because, yeah, Garland was still handling the ball a lot. But Donovan was the main distributor of the offense in this game. And Garland shot great. And, I mean, the Cavs just overall looked really good in in that second game. Um, All the players did. Uh, And when it comes to the Knicks... They were a little a little spotty in that second game. Um what do you think about them in the second game? Specifically, the Knicks. I didn't really like how Randall played. I wasn't a huge fan of how he played in game one. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, he's he's settling a lot. He is. Uh and it's not really the Cavs making him settle. He's like He's trying to allow the team's depth to show. And, mm-hmm. and in that game one, to your point, like Brunson had it going, Hart had it going, quickly played well for a while. I mean, they, yeah. they had OB Toppin was coming in there making good plays. Uh, RJ didn't shoot well, but I, I liked how aggressive he was. Me too, yeah. Hart and Stein has looked good in both games as well. Mr. Robinson played really good in the first game. Yeah, and Hartenstein, to your point, has looked very much better on both ends than I thought. Yeah, he he has. Yeah, but in the second game, like, and that's not something you could sustain in playoff games. Like, you can't expect so many guys to play, not just contribute, but play well. Right. And in game one, Brunson and Hart kind of combined matched Donovan Mitchell. Hmm. But in this game, too, it, Garland took such good shots throughout the game. He did. You need you needed to match with firepower. You couldn't you're, you're not going to stop Garland he, in that zone, getting such good looks off of, you know, probably the best guard in basketball. Yeah, it's just it's tough to contain that. Yeah. And Randall really had no answer. Yeah. And um, really. Getting the good games the Cavs got from the other guys, the 
Uh, Danny Green was out there playing well, playing really good defense, being a threat. He only hit one shot, but he was a threat the whole time he was out there. Yeah. Um, Lavert had a fantastic game that second game, and it was because Donovan and Garland were, you know, running the offense so well. And, you know, to your point, Randall, six turnovers in the second game. Unacceptable. unacceptable, man. Yeah. It, it, from a forward having six turnovers, it's crazy. Yeah, bro. Shoot. Poor, I say this shit all the time. Shoot us out of the fucking game. Please don't don't lose like this. Hartenstein was was second in assists for the Knicks in this game. You're back up, big man. Yeah. That again, that's like you go back to the drawing board. You have to match firepower. Some like yeah. with the way the game is, the way these teams have all these fucking players who could go off now. You have mm-hmm. to be able to match firepower. And I thought the Knicks would be able to every night. Yeah, and the Knicks at times have shown to be a better ball moving team. And they yeah. really second second game, they did not move the ball well. No. First game they did. But second game they didn't. And when the Cavs move the move the ball well and guys are hitting shots, if you're not moving the ball well on the other end, you're not you're giving them a break. Yeah. And you're allowing the the role players that we question, you you allow them to just feast. Yeah. You like do. Mobley and, and Allen didn't necessarily do anything crazy, but they weren't invisible. Right. You saw the contests, you saw the rebounds, you saw the like the layups inside. I mean, that game one, I didn't notice either of the I mean, I noticed Mobley stinking it up. Mm-hmm. But like Allen is routinely invisible out there. Yeah. And I never in Brooklyn, I never watched a Brooklyn game with Jared Allen and thought, who's playing big man right now? Right. With with Cleveland finally, and I don't know how much of it they could sustain or build on. But, mm-hmm. like, Garland taking good shots, that has to be the recipe. Yeah, it does. It, 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 he has to do that every night, yeah. Because a lot of times he doesn't take good shots. A lot yeah, of times he tries to go like, one-on-one a little too much. He dribbles too much. He, uh, he often, like, you know, settles for contested shots. Mm-hmm. This was a game start to finish. He was focused. He was efficient. He was, you know, steady with the ball. He wasn't sloppy. He saw the floor well. To be honest with you, that was, again, the first time I've seen him be a true point guard, and he wasn't even playing it. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what it is? Donovan gets to spots with so little dribbles. He draws defense with so few dribbles that the whole possession just goes more fluid. He gets to the spot, and he draws defense, and boom, there's Garland wide open with still 15 seconds left on the shot clock. Like, that is just so such a good asset to have. And he was doing it around around the team. Okoro got in foul trouble and sat for the rest of the game, which was beautiful. Because then Osman played really good defense the whole game. Um, he didn't shoot well, but he, he was out there trying really hard. Danny Green and Karis LeVert got out there and were able to really get involved in the game. And it just, it, it just worked. Donovan got everyone more involved. And then Garland had a really good assist game as well. Um, because he was so hot, and that opened everything up for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I don't anticipate him being that hot, but it's it's the playing to his strengths that I think I think they could beat New York if he plays like that the rest of the series. 
I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they're hard to beat. They would be hard to beat by anybody if Garland has those efficient games. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's just so few that he does yeah. it. But to your yeah. by the way, Okoro, like I got no problem. JB, like start him both halves, but if sit him early and just and keep him sitting. Yeah. Like, bro, just just balance the minutes between Osman and Levert. Because they're they're night and day better basketball players than Okoro is. Yep. And I know, you know, Okoro is maybe a better defender, but it's not by much. It's not enough to have right. him out there. And not enough to have him out there bricking corner shots. Right. And Chetty, I don't care how many threes he misses, it's still more threatening than Okoro's. Yeah. It's and he gets out on the Osman. break well. He just knows he knows like, what spots to be in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is about Osman and like, but he has like a weird likability. Like the crowd really loves when he makes shots. The team is plays. like extra supportive. And I know it's mostly you know him just being a really competitive, hard playing guy. Yeah, he plays hard, but you, it's it, it's like the it's Jimmy Garoppolo thing where people guys. just like him a lot. <laughs> yeah. It, but I think it's easy to root for guys who are playing hard. He's diving for loose balls. He's yeah, chasing guys down. Too. Yeah, he's he's always smiling. He's chasing guys down. He he gets hard fouls. He gets hacked. There's no problem. He just gets up. Oh, he's okay. And everyone yeah, starts clapping. Like, yeah, he's, he's turning just... into a good role player. I hope I hope he gets a real chance in the next year or two. Me too. Me me too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> He's a really good second guy for them. Uh second um guy in that position for them. But um yeah, man, uh they, they put it together that second game. This this series is kind of up in the air. I think that the Knicks think, oh, we're going to New York, you know, we got the advantage, but No, no, no. No, you don't. Donovan No, you don't. The bigger the stage, the bigger the spider every time. So I think New York more than anybody needed to to be up 2-0 here. Especially when they they stole that first game like I would have took that game too as a must win. They I mean not that I, I think they could have beat Cleveland with how well they were playing. Yeah. But I I just thought I mean you kind of hyped me up thinking Randall was going to be the best player in this series even with Donovan cooking. Mhm. And I was I, I I expected it too, but he he's been disappointing so far. He has been, yeah. Because he, he yeah. really hasn't been like Brunson is clearly their number one guy. Yeah, and in the series, he definitely is. Uh, I'll give I'll give Randall a little bit of bail in that. Um, Mobley is is a tough defender. He finished third in Defensive Player of the Year voting. Yeah. So I, I get that he's gonna be, he's not gonna get anything easy in this series. You know, yeah. if it's if someone was gonna get something easy, it would be the guards. It would be, you know, on Garland. You know, Donovan has to do so much on offense. He probably has to take some plays off on defense. So I could see you getting it, getting some on him. So if there was gonna be an opening for that, Randall would really have to play like super tough against um Mobley, which he could. But you know, it's a long series. Who did the Knicks give up for Hart, by the way? 
Uh, Don't tell me it was just Reddish. a draft pick. Oh, Reddish. that's right. That's right. Reddish and Archdiacono. Because remember when Hart, when Brunson found out Hart was going, they're like, yeah, but Archdiacono's gone. They're like, oh, man. He was hoping all three of them would be together. Remember? That's right. That's right. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. So it was Archdiacono um, and Reddish. Man, what a was, pickup. Hart. Yeah, Hart is just so good. Good pickup. It was a good win now move, especially oh, yeah. since you weren't playing reddish at all. Right. So, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Let's go. We'll finish with the Suns and the Clippers. Let's do Nuggets and Timberwolves first. Oh, that's I totally forgot. Wow. What this that series? I totally forgot about the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's closer than Atlanta, by the way. It is closer. And and the thing is, Minnesota is a good. I mean, they're not a good team, but they have talent. Obviously, you know, they're just not. The coaching isn't there. It's, the they they have the worst coach in the playoffs. Yeah, they do. That By includes Doc Rivers. That includes Jacques Vaughn. You know, By a long shot. Yeah, man. It it's it looks really bad coaching wise, but um, I think. Everyone was was expecting the Nuggets to come out win that first game pretty easily. Um, they looked solid in the first game. Uh, you have any any comments on how the Nuggets have looked in the in these games? I really like the first game. Jokic is it's almost like he hurt us. Where I mean, we talked about it in the past with how playing through Jamal Moore and. Him being kind of the the premier nuclear option, not just a nuclear option, yeah, uh, makes the team a lot more versatile. It does, yeah. Like you just and you see that because I think it's Jokic could easily cook uh, Cat and Gobert. Like you could just tell he could get a shot on them almost any time. He could draw a foul on them almost any time he wants. He could, yeah. But he's he's making a much more concerted effort to like, like we have a vicious starting lineup. We're gonna play through mm-hmm. these guys. Yeah, and I think if he did, if he was overly aggressive as a scorer against those guys, I think it would put them out of position mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because it would take the other guys being a threat out of the game. Aaron Gordon when um. Jokic is really aggressive scoring. Aaron Gordon is kind of like out there in a weird spot because he's not really mm-hmm. a, that great of an offensive rebounder. So yeah. he's just kind of just out there. And then, yeah. And then you have the biggest guy furthest away from the basket. Like if Jokic were to miss, there's nothing anyone on the rest of the Denver roster can do to stop Edwards yeah. like going, going to the basket. Yeah. So even Conley, really. So. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I think Denver offensively is like, it's almost like they're they're kind of developing into a team that can match with Memphis or with, you know, Sacramento or Golden State or even LA, you know, LA possibly or Phoenix yeah. possibly. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I I do like what I'm seeing from them. Yeah, but similar to to Boston, and, you know, somebody else we talked about that it's not a Philly. They're not being mm-hmm. tested. No, not really. No. Like, I, I want to see somebody shut down Jokic so they have to play through the other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like Jokic is making the choice. He he's having the options. Murray's having mm-hmm. options to shoot all night. Porter mm-hmm. Jr. has the option to like be a, a rebounding threat or a spot up threat. Yeah. And that to me, I just I don't know how they're gonna match up with you know the other contenders. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping to learn from this series at least somewhat. Yeah, and I I don't that. even I don't even have any blame for the players in this one to be honest. It just they their defense they have no defensive scheme. It no. just and I think you mentioned this. I don't remember if you were talking about this series or not, but they're just playing pickup. They're playing pickup defense out there, just like whatever. Uh, just I, I don't think it was them. I think it was somebody else. I think it might have been Atlanta. Oh yeah, it might have been. But either way, this team they they just. Oh, you're the biggest guy. You guard him, and we're just gonna pick up the guys. We're switching everything. It's just like it. it there's no defensive strategy that you kind of need when you're playing Jokic. It's at least something to yes shut something down that he does. Yes. But if you leave it open for him to just do whatever, yeah, you're, you're not gonna win. And that's Bro, they, the first like game this, they really just did whatever. It's mm-hmm. bizarre. You let the every starter do whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, KCP gets a lot of good jumpers. That's his game. Aaron Gordon gets layups and a couple shots. That's his game. You know, Jokic yeah. gets a triple-double. That's his game. Porter Jr. is is this essentially the second option. Murray's the first option. That's their game. They're ready for that. Porter Jr. gets one dribble pull-ups and spot-ups. You're not going to win the game. No. I don't care how bad he's shooting. I don't care how good you're shooting. If you let him just do exactly what he does yeah. best, it's and over. it's and listen, it's tough. I get it. Like Porter Jr. can shoot contested shots, like like with the best of them, he can. Which you have to like at least attempt to run. You know, get him off the line, deny him the ball. There has to be something. You you're offering no resistance. Make him take more than one dribble, at least. Yes, he's not a, a like a definitively proven ball handler. He's not. He's not. And he he knows that if he can get into his shot within three dribbles, you can yeah, bro. basically he's, count it. He's honestly, he's liable to do what Clay does. Like, he doesn't move yeah. quite as much as Clay, but he's liable to give you 30 to 40 points taking five dribbles the whole night. Yeah, yep. And he, he'll, he'll take, you know, more uh, inside shots than Clay, but... It, yeah. He will do it with as few dribbles as possible. Absolutely. Because he's always looking for a shot. And then the first game, the um Timberwolves just played. They shot really bad. They took a lot of ill-advised shots. They shot that way second, more threes than they needed to, I think. That that third quarter in game one was just like it, it was kind of like the Lakers fourth quarter in the play-in when it was like eight minutes of them not being able to get a good shot or like do anything competently. Yep. Like, dude, who, again, just proves the inept coaching. Your idea, your idea to run a good offense is to make cat the primary decision maker. They had more turnovers than field goals in that third quarter of the first game. Dude, cat, you know, all the praise he's gotten over the years, 20 and 10. Yo, that's 10 rebounds. It's never been 10 assists. Right. What the fuck? You got Conley. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is is a monster. 
What are Give you Kyle doing? Anderson. You, and Kyle is, Anderson is, in my opinion, a top five backup point guard when he yeah, gets he the is. opportunity to play it. Yeah. And and it's, again, like, and Cat is ter- throwing these disgusting passes. It's similar to Tyler Harrow. Like, we mm-hmm. know he's not a good decision maker, yet the team keeps forcing him the ball, pretending like he is. Yeah. Yeah. And that has Cat- to come back to coaching. Cat should never have those one man solo possessions. And he gets he has a lot of them. I'm not sure why that's like an option, but he has those moments where he'll get the rebound and just dribble down for and do whatever. Um take a bad three or try to do a little inside out and go past guys and just lose the ball, or you know, he'll get doubled and throw a bad pass and it turns yeah. into a fast break for Murray. Yeah. It's 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 bad, man. He's shooting so bad. Five for 15 first game, three for 12 in the second game. Um, again, he had more He had more turnovers than field goals made as well. That is – I mean, some of that is on him because, again, he, like, he'll randomly not understand his own game, his own body, how he moves. I don't know why. Jokic does like the the head throwback, the like the bump head throwback thing that like half the fucking league knows how to do now. Yeah. And Cat all of a sudden acts like it's the most unstoppable basketball thing on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, just take it in the fucking chest. Why are you like trying to draw a charge? It's 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 just idiotic. Mm-hmm. And, and Gobert is just out there. Threw away. Five players, five draft picks for a guy who's just out there. He played good in the last game, but the first game he was invisible. He's he's tried. He plays well, and it's it's not even noticeable. No, it's not. It really isn't. He gets the most like the most insignificant fifteen plus rebound games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you look at Capella, who's a very similar player. Mm-hmm. You feel anytime Capella has 10 plus rebounds, you feel him on the boards. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I mean, I could say that about like essentially all the bigs, but Gobert 18 rebounds, and all I saw was the other team getting putbacks. Yep. Like, One block. <laughs> and he's in there all day. It Minnesota's just a mess, dude. I, I really hope they get a new coach quickly when their season ends. Yeah, they need one quick, especially because this team is still really, really good. young. I think they're pretty and, good. They, yeah, they are. They're good, and and like they have at least three years probably with this these guys. I mean, maybe Conley doesn't make it that much longer, but the rest of these guys, Kyle Anderson, we talked about last time how young he is. Torian Prince is young. Cat Edwards, we obviously know they're young. Gobert is still like in the prime of his of his years, and Alexander Walker who has surprised me who I've dogged on here a lot and I apologize, but he's played really well for them. Yo, shout out to him, by the way, because we didn't, we, I think our last episode was before the second round of the play-in or was it right after? Uh, I don't know if I gave him credit. I don't know if I gave him credit for, for guarding uh, SGA the way he did. Yeah, he did really good. Yeah. Uh, Which shocked me by the way. That was probably the only good coaching decision I've seen from them. To put his brother on him? <laughs> yeah, put his cousin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good uh, call on that one. Yeah. Um uh, uh 
Also, the second game, I tried to tried to warn Minnesota last podcast. If Edwards tries to play one on one against Murray, you're not gonna win that game. Murray went bananas in this game. I mean, don't get me wrong, Edwards had more points, but it was the timely big shots is where Denver gets Minnesota a lot of times because Minnesota did come back in this game and it was a close game. But as soon as it got close, momentum breaker from Michael Porter Jr. As soon as you think you had um, a good shot or a really spectacular shot, oh, here comes Murray with a ridiculous step back fade from like 30 feet away. Yeah. I, I really like, man, Denver, when they when their starters like balance the amount of looks everybody gets – Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't know if they'll beat the the premier teams in the next couple rounds, but I, I really like how they they move the ball, how they get shots. It's just good basketball. Yeah, and I think I at least I said this earlier in the season. They'll go as far as as Murray goes. I think. Yeah. Because he's the one true unstoppable mismatch they have on this team, and you know Jokic is. Jokic is really good, a really good center, and he he's gonna score, and he is a mismatch. But if he can't get like other guys involved, like the time when Murray was out, um, even when Porter Jr. was there, but when Murray was out, it just like he was kicking it out to Bruce Brown, kicking it out to Reggie Jackson. It, it's not a constant flow of buckets as it is with Murray, who can beat you by himself. Murray beat the, yes. the Timberwolves alone in the second half last night. Alone. And I mean, dude, um, I said uh Donovan is the best takeover player probably in the league. Yeah. Last time he lost the takeover battle was to Jamal Murray. Was to Jamal Murray, exactly. Yep. And it, it Murray had the better supporting cast then and he still does now. But that that's how he gets you because he'll beat you alone and then as soon as you think, oh, we, we got Murray? Oh, but don't forget, we still have, like, two, three other All-Stars on this team. Yeah. So, like, it, it's tough. It's tough to have some someone like that with such a good other roster. You have an MVP on this team, yeah. and you have a better takeover player than maybe everyone in the league other than Donovan. Yeah. So, And you know what another small problem is, which would be, in theory, a good test for Denver? Mm-hmm. If Minnesota could play and transition more. Yeah, that's too. But, yeah. but their defense is like to you know, we said it earlier, is so bad. You know, you're not you're not getting stops or turnovers, you're not getting out in transition. Yeah, and they turn the ball over on transition a lot. You know, the um when they do get transitions and like Towns Bobby. used to be when he was younger, he used to be like a good he picks the pass off, like um he used to pick like a lot of high low passes off. And he'd get that, and he'd be hard to catch for other bigs, and he'd be able to just go straight to the basket or run the floor. But now, it's like he gets it, and he's he makes a bad pass on almost all of them, or uh, or he gets behind somebody and he can't really get into the open court, or something something goes wrong on a lot of their breaks, even when they do force turnovers. Yeah. So, man, cat cat has a really rough. Uh, playoff resume developing. One of the worst. Horrible. One of the worst, yeah. So, um, do you expect Minnesota to win any of these games? No. Yeah. We're not coming. I don't think we're coming back to Denver. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I think they could, but maybe with a different coach they could, but not with the coach they have right now. Not how they've been um not they, how they Yeah, I mean to be honest playing. with you, that's the only reason for me also. Like Cat has been atrocious. I expect him to be atrocious, but mm-hmm. the coaching has just been so awful, so incompetent, like they don't even have a chance. Right. That's I'll be that's surprised the if they even keep any of these games close with the way they mm-hmm. played. I agree. I agree. All right. Last but not least, uh, probably the best matchup of the playoffs. I know I feel like I've said that multiple times, but this is truly uh, the matchup that we've we've wanted. KD, Kawhi have been avoiding each other uh, for years. Um, like every time they're supposed to match up in the playoffs, Kawhi gets hurt, KD got hurt. Kawhi got hurt, KD got hurt. And back and forth, back and forth. Finally, we get to see both of them against each other. Uh, Kevin Durant, new to the Suns. Good team. Already been to the finals. Add him. He's used to that, obviously. Uh, And Kawhi, without Paul George on this Clippers team, this deep Clippers team, um, battling it out. So tell me your thoughts on the, these first two games. Um, we, well, well, I was right on Kawhi waking up for the matchup. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Kawhi has been the best player. Uh, you know, game two he got challenged a bit, and maybe if if D book continues the game he just had, that's it's a different story. Mm-hmm. But Kawhi is still the most unstoppable player. He's to your point been extremely efficient. And and that to me, like as an individual score, he kind of varies. A lot of it is depending on the defense. What's been really impressive to me is he has the patience to let the other guys create for him. And that is when he's at his best. His absolute and that, best. That to me is what he's shown. Like he's almost shown like he doesn't want to do that from time to time, especially when guys don't play well. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, it might have been Reggie Jackson. Like, he just didn't click with Reggie Jackson at all. He didn't. Uh, he didn't. May- it, maybe it was just the two of them. But, again, man, he's just – the way he's spacing, he cuts off guys, he'll catch it and make a really basic move into a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, all things I love from him. Yeah. yeah. And he's even occasionally now – hopefully he does this a little more – but he's guarded KD. Yeah. He's done yes. a, a fairly decent job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I didn't think in game two they'd let D-Book get anything he wanted. To be fair, in game one, D-Book got a lot of what he wanted. Not ev- not anything, but a lot. And I think that's been the biggest issue for them, is that um, Booker is... The second guy and Clippers don't have their second guy. And I mean, that um, game two was clear. Yeah, it was clear. It was clear that it was like it was a jumping. It was like three guys on one. It really felt like that um, in that game. And even though you know Westbrook has been playing okay, not shooting that great as far as I mean, he shot really good the second game, but first game percentage was terrible. But 
he still managed to have a, a good game. And that, that's what you kind of want out of Westbrook at this point in his career, at least. Decent assist game, low turnover games for him. Um, But second game, and I think a lot of people, I saw a lot of people dogging um, the Suns for this, but Aiton was the difference to me in the second game. And he even, I mean, he played really good in the first game too, but the second game, when uh, when Booker and Durant were like slowing down a little bit in how they were playing or they weren't able to come like every time down court to get a good shot, it was Aiton that was splitting it up for them. Like Aiton was still the consistent, oh, we don't have it. There's Aiton. He was hitting short jumpers. He was getting some really good looks on offense in that second half that I think really put it out of reach against the Clippers. And I think if they do that more, which we've been saying all season long, if the Suns feed Aiton more, um, they could beat the Clippers easily if they do that often. But they they don't do it often, so yeah. Um, what? Go ahead. I, I just with the Clippers, man, it, it's frustrating because, mm-hmm. like, they're they're simultaneously proving my faith in them as far as this series. Yeah, and, and they're also proving how they're not on the fucking level of the top seeds. You know, they're not really on the Lakers level, uh, mm-hmm. or or Golden State. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, this like Paul George doesn't fix this. Is no, uh, oh, good. The specific thing for me, I, the shot selection is, you know, it depends on the game. Kind of depends on who's feeling it. Yeah. You can't trust Russ like your second or third option. No, of course not. It no. looked good in game one because he made a bunch of cool, you know, late game hustle plays, and he got the stop on D book, which is a a regular season foul, but you know, who cares? Yeah. Uh, and book was whack for like begging for the call, you know, but, and he made two free throws, which was huge. I really didn't think he would do that, mm-hmm. but that was a horrible shot. He was about to take. It was <laughs> and, and that to me, like now he had a good shooting game, which is not a good thing. It's not because you think he'll because come out and shoot good. Gonna, he'll yes. Try to shoot good. And Phoenix and Phoenix, like everybody else has done at this point, will funnel mm-hmm. the shots to him. Well, if he had a good shooting night, do you think Phoenix will uh, consider him a threat in this no. next game? No. no. OK. okay. And it's it's not that he's like he's not like a role player bomb out there who you don't have to close out on. Right. It's that the more his the more he's used like he was when he was in his prime, yeah, the, the much worse his efficiency gets. I I would agree with that for sure. And and his decision making, the more you put faith in him in close games, and this is his track record. Yeah. Like he's not trustworthy. Right. I mean, Russ, the more I'm watching this, and with Paul George out, I get it. Like, Powell can't really be a number two. I agree with that. I'm I'm not, like, I'm not saying Russ got to take a step back for Powell. Mm -hmm. And and I don't really know how they would, you know, the only real solution is play through Kawhi even more, which would probably ruin all the credit I gave him Mm -hmm. because he wouldn't be as efficient. 
But bro, yeah. I'm I'm like visualizing the down the stretch, you know, down one, Kawhi needs the fucking shot to win it, and Russ dominates the possession. Mm. Yeah. That's like, possible. It, it already happened in game one. It just worked out for them. Mm-hmm. That situation, that whole last minute that worked out for them in game one, they'll they will lose every other game that happens. Yeah, they got really lucky with that for sure. They're so lucky. Like, you know, you, you talk about the Warriors two games being close, so they you know they have a chance. Th- yeah. That was that was like definitively, yeah. But here, the Clippers to me, like as the series is gonna go on, the Suns are gonna get more comfortable. They're gonna get you know learn their spots better. KD and Book are gonna their chemistry is gonna get better. Yep. Where's where's your improvement? Right. I mean, Kawhi, what is Kawhi gonna go for 40, 50? No. And if he does, I think they lose that game every time. I just I agree that the Clippers have depth, but mm-hmm. sometimes they just don't play to their strengths. I agree. I agree. And, it's and, like, and a lot it's of times team wide issue. And a lot of times with even with their depth, they aren't it's like either guys aren't getting enough good looks. Yes. Or they're getting too many, like certain guys are getting too many looks. The shot distribution isn't right, even though Weird. they do have depth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it happens often. It in the second game it happened big time because you have guys, okay, Bones had was two for seven. Zubash was two for seven. Batum was 0 for four. And, you know, man was three for three. He only took three shots. But you have the other guys who were missing a lot of shots taking a bunch of shots. So it's it's just a weird thing. Gordon four for 12. You know, it's it is tough. It's it's tough for them to figure it out. And I don't, I'm with you. I don't really know how they do it without someone else that can really just go get their own shot. I think that people kind of overestimate their depth when they really do only have two guys who can get their own shots, maybe three. And I just don't like, I don't like how Powell becomes Jordan Poole for this team. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes like the Laker game. He was fucking awesome, but doesn't mean that doesn't mean he's carrying your bench. I don't know why they had this obsession with him being a sixth man, but it's almost like they still have it. I know. To your point, Terrence Mann makes all his shots, yet he's like, yet he's like finding uh, Norman Powell like he's LeBron, like he's Maddie Delavadova finding LeBron. Like, yo, Terrence Mann's a capable player. He's played well as a starter for you. Yep. Meanwhile, Batum, like, you know, Batum is out there doing nothing. You're not going deep into the fucking wing depth, right? The most wings in the fucking NBA is well, maybe not with Milwaukee, but how crazy they look. But mm-hmm. you know, top three most wings in basketball, and no, no commitment to the depth, no reach. Covington the, and Covington has yeah. been a fucking solid player. Covington and Marcus Morris are both healthy and got DMPs. I don't understand. Like, bro, try them. Let them go out there and prove me wrong. Maybe they're trash. Maybe they, 
you know, for whatever reason, they can't guard whoever. But to yeah. just not play them and trust Powell like he'll just carry the bench production. Yeah, I mean, it's not bro, good. The Warriors can't do that with Jordan Poole, and they're the best moving team in basketball. The best right. ball movement team in basketball. Like, right. you just can't sustain what you're doing without Paul George. Right. And that's my I agree. Concern. That second game, both of the games, really, I mean, I'm watching it and I'm like, similar to the Kings. Like, I can see a lot of things the Suns could do better. Mm-hmm. I really don't see much the Clippers can improve. I I would agree with that. Um, uh, yeah, I think the Suns, coming at the Suns the way that they do with that, with all the depth and not being able to use it against the Suns, who really don't have depth, is bad. You're letting Torrey Craig hit as many threes as he can every night. It, you know, and, you can keep trying that. It's not working, obviously. Oh, no, he's he's had a great year. He has. He has. I, just, I don't know, man. I I feel like Monty Williams, and it's not like enough, like a night and day difference from Tyloo, mm-hmm. and it it's hard to really compute it because. Monty's at least starters are much better. Yeah. But but I, I think he's done a slightly better job with how they distribute shots, how they play to guys that heat up, how KD, like you use KD's, obviously the attention KD gets to get other guys good shots. You know, mm-hmm. Kawhi, Kawhi has been a monster and has it really translated to good looks for other people? No. Not and that's really. not really his... And it's really not his game. And if you're expecting that, it's not, you know, you're probably not going to do good. Yeah. And this just shows, by the way, if they lose this series, Mm -hmm. I mean, they made a conference final run with just Paul George. Yeah. And Kawhi couldn't get him out the first round. I know there's other factors in play, but they, they don't look like a contender right now. Right. And with Paul George leading the, the team, Again, the team was a little mm-hmm. different. There was different matchup, whatever. The team looked a lot more clear cut, like a contender. Yeah, yep. And and or at least the thing is, like Paul. It. Right, and Paul George is just a more. You know, say what you want about why, but Paul George is just a more dynamic player. Like he just has more to his yes. game, where he can fill in a lot of other spots other than just being a three and D like a really good three and D player or just a really good, um, you know, go-to guy. Paul George is a ball distributor. He sees the floor. He can handle the ball. He doesn't get it stolen from guards, everybody. Uh, so it is really tough. And they said he's confirmed to definitely be out for this round at least. Right. So he's, uh, I mean, you know, best case scenario, he comes back mid round two. Yeah. Who's their next? They're they're matching up with Denver. With the way Jamal Murray's playing, I mean, that's... Russ is going to get torched. Yeah, who does Kawhi guard in that that game? Probably Aaron Gordon. Oh, yeah, so... I mean, last we saw them match up, Kawhi couldn't keep up with Jeremy Grant. Right. And Jokic, Jokic consistently gives this team 40-plus. He does. Yeah. So... And he would, again... That that would be a horrible matchup for the Clippers. I mean, everything is a horrible matchup for them without Paul George, but yeah. 
I, I just don't see the dynamic. Like, again, it, I do agree that they have depth, but yet they don't play like a dynamic, deep team. And the other thing is, for me, if you don't have every position, it's hard for me to say that you have depth. Because even, again, uh, yeah, you just have a lot of guys. Like, again, they don't have a power forward on the roster at all. Not a single power forward. That is um, and then they have really one point guard. And it's Westbrook. It, just because you have a lot of good players doesn't mean you have depth to me. If you don't have two or three guys that can play each position, you just have a bunch of guys on the team. Oh, uh, and honestly, man, I don't care what you say. I, I'm not even going to specifically pick who they lose to. Russ and Eric Gordon are not a championship backcourt. Oh, of course not. Yeah, you might not fluke. You might fluke your way to the second round. Maybe you'll, you know, Denver will not be playing well or whatever. You somehow match up well. Maybe you fluke your way to the conference finals. But we just saw, you know, with Dallas, making it to the conference finals doesn't mean you're ready to sustain success. Right. And I I just, I don't see it, man. I don't see it, with especially with them starting and kind of just doing whatever. I agree. I completely agree. Um. So that's it for for now. Uh, you you want to talk predictions now, or you want to just go ahead and let it rock for the rest of this um, first round? What do you want to do? I, I think I I want to let it rock, man. Because I mean, Golden State, we have no idea. Golden State could be done next episode, or it could be two two next episode. Right. You know, I the again Atlanta. We both are sold on that they're done. Yeah. But the other teams, even if I don't believe they have a chance to win the series, every mm-hmm. other team, I believe, has a solid chance to win a game. Even Minnesota with their egregious coaching. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think every every other team definitely can win a game. Brooklyn. Um, Who do you have in the... Well, let me ask you this. Has any of your predictions changed in the 1-1 series? Like, in the 1-1 series... Grizzlies, Lakers, Suns, Clippers, Cavs, Knicks, Bucks, Heat. Have any of your thoughts changed in those? Um, I do think I'm more confident in Boston beating Milwaukee in the conference finals at the moment. Okay. Gotcha. But that's, that's liable. to Next round, that could change very quickly. But nothing in this round. That's it for this based, round. Based off the first... Based off I mean, the, the West, game. the West is, is like, is like the wild West, honestly. I mean, it's anything could happen. Lakers, Memphis, I have no idea. You know, it, Clippers, Phoenix, I really don't know how that'll play out. And you had, you had the Clippers in that one, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm and not it, liking it, the it, prediction. I, some of, a lot of my predictions were off of heart and not brain. So. I gotcha. And that, that's what I'm asking. So nothing has changed as far as that goes. Like, you, you don't think your prediction on that series has changed? Oh, like overall the round one series? Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Golden State, you know, they're not looking good. Right. That That's uh, my only one as well. And, and, like, the margin, again, has been so small. I feel like what I thought about them has been more reinforced you think they're a little bit closer than it kind of seems. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you know, they're liable and they're liable to get swept. So I'm not really, I don't know how that'll play out. Yeah, that, I, and I had the Warriors in six or seven. I don't, I don't remember, but I also yeah, obviously that one has changed. As far as the other ones, I think I had, I think I'm cool with all the other ones, um, how I feel about them. I, I, I think, think I'm more Nick, confident Knicks in the Cavs. Cavs. Yeah, the Knicks and Cavs yeah. are much more even than I thought. You had what? Knicks and five? Knicks and six. Knicks and six? I think I did have the Knicks and five because you trusted Donovan with two games. I think I gave him one. <laughs> yeah. Now, if Donovan <laughs> yeah, can so. get Donovan can get 10 assists anytime he wants, but if the other guys can actually hit shots, then – you know, I could see Cleveland in six easily. That that one for me is the only one that I think I have more confidence now in Cleveland um, in like one of the teams than I did. I, I think I had the Heat winning a couple games against the Bucks, Clippers, I knew that was going to go back and forth. Um, Lakers, Memphis is going to be back one. and forth. Back and forth. I'm I not sure if any – Lakers, Memphis, I'm not sure if anybody will win two in a row. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that either. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you for listening as always. Um, we're having a blast watching the so playoffs. Fun. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's good. It's really, really good already. Yeah, man. I can't um, wait to come back and I hope I'm wrong on like half the shit I said. I hope Clippers take over. I hope Brooklyn comes back. I hope Atlanta yeah. wins a game. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. love it, man. These playoffs have been great. Yeah. It's been fun them being unpredictable even already. Like, it, that's been great. Um, but yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back two more games. Talk about it again. Maybe some series will be over, but obviously some of them yeah. won't be. So, based on the schedule, there might be uh some series will be five in and some will be four in. Yep, yep. Because yep. I know they're going to start yep. to really distribute. Like some teams will have two days, other teams will have a day. Yeah, which is weird to me, but yeah, I I get. I saw I saw it, Paul George had Paul George had some beef with how they didn't have a two day break until like game five. Hmm. Uh, which every which was crazy because I, I didn't look this up to confirm it, but from what his problem was that every other team uh, or every other series had a two day break before Game Five. Oh, okay. And their their series is the only one that doesn't. But I mean, Kawhi and KD, of course you're not getting a fucking break, <laughs> right? And it's crazy. Their next game is on NBA TV tonight. That's I ludicrous. Think. Oh. Uh, for who? What? The Suns Clippers. No, but who is on prime time or the TNT for that? Uh, Kings Warriors. So mm, I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. I will say I get his frustration with that, but other than Philly and Brooklyn, they're like the closest. I right, well, Kings and Warriors is close too. A lot of the series are close teams. Like Grizzlies and Lakers have a long way to go to travel for travel. But yeah, Clipper, the like Phoenix, LA is not that crazy far. It's not far at all. <laughs> if you could take a fucking bus, you don't need an extra day, bro. <laughs> yeah. 
Kings and Warriors obviously don't need an extra day. And 76ers in, in Brooklyn, they don't need an extra day either. But yeah. So I get it. I get the frustration, but think about it. Think about how far the Bucks and the Heat have to go. Like that's crazy to be in the same conference. It's almost as far as you could go. I mean, Boston to Atlanta is like you're crossing the entire East Coast, essentially. Yeah, but look at where um, Wisconsin is from. Miami's the furthest south place in the the country. (laughs) Wisconsin, cold as shit, north. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so it is what it is, Paul George. Sorry, man. You're not even playing, so whatever. Um. All right. Well, yeah, we'll be back. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, all that stuff. And see you next time.